Psalms 23, and uh, uh, I'll just read the first verse uh, tonight. The first verse says this, The Lord is my shepherd. And he says, I shall not want. Now that ought to raise a serious question in anybody's mind. It really should. What does that mean? Because every one of us, we have wants. We want things. We want uh, help. We want protection. We want friendship. We want love and kindness shown toward us. We, we all want our troubles to be over and everything alright. We all want those things. And I'll tell you that story again that I told this morning. And I was just searching through the TV channels and run across this uh, program. It was obviously a Western and uh, movie. And this young girl was uh, kneeled down on the ground and heaping up the dirt. And I assume she was burying somebody. And... Uh, she had her hands on that dirt and she began to say, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And then she said something, and I can't remember exactly what it was. Lord, I do want. I need your help. You know, and she said some words about that. And then she went on to quote the rest of the psalm. And it's an awesome psalm. It's one that I've used... <clears throat> many times over the years in a funeral service because of the statement, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and every one of us are walking there. Yesterday's gone and tomorrow may never come for us. We don't have any guarantee for that kind of thing. So everybody is walking, and I'll bring that out when we get a little farther down in the psalm, uh, about that, but that is an awesome statement to m make in a funeral service, especially for a child of God who was sure about their personal relationship with the Lord and was sure about where they were going, that I will fear no evil. And that, that is probably one of the greatest blessings that anybody, any believer could have to not be afraid of that, to not fear that to take the Lord's promises as they've been given us and uh, know that we have nothing to be afraid of. So uh, what we're going to do, I'm, I'm going to pick up where I left off. There's some, there were some things I wanted to say about the Lord is my shepherd. It won't make any difference about that next statement. I shall not want if he's not my shepherd. And that's what we need to be sure about, that he is my shepherd. Shepherd. Now, I'd have no business preaching on this subject if I couldn't tell you without any doubt whatsoever in my mind, and it can't be a boastful statement because any relationship I have with the Lord is by His sovereign grace. There's nothing in me worthy of salvation or worthy of the least of His blessings on my life. I can tell you that for sure. But I can tell you tonight... I know the Lord is my shepherd. I know that. There's not any doubt in my mind about that. I'd have no business preaching this if it weren't true. And so that's my testimony to you tonight, my witness to you related to that. Now when we left off last time, 
I was sharing with you that uh, David, not only David, but his father also, were shepherds. And they were shepherds like there's no shepherd like them probably in this country today. None. Simply because there are fences everywhere. There's no open country except out west somewhere. And I'm, I'm saying I don't think that there's any uh, shepherds out there, not in the same sense as there was in Bible days. But a shepherd in that day, and I want you to know, David knew what that meant to him when he said, the Lord is my shepherd. Because he had been a shepherd, and we know from the Bible that he was a awesome shepherd. He was a good shepherd. As a young, young kid, really, he was capable of protecting the sheep. And uh, he talks about killing a lion and killing a bear that come to steal a lamb out and taking it away from him and killing it with his bare hands. He must have been some young man. And of course we know about him taking this little sling and knocking a giant out, hitting it right between the eyes. By the way, that was interesting because Brother Moore gave me a passage of Scripture about some men in the Old Testament and how good they were uh, with their weapon. How good they were with... And Brother Moore, I'm going to preach a sermon on that sometime in the future. I put it in my special little seed sermon spot and uh, uh, that was really interesting. And I appreciate you giving me that because they were skillful. They were skillful in what they did. Unreal. I mean, it's just unreal. And uh, you might have to get him to share that passage. I forgot what it was now, but uh, so you can read it and think about it. But David was a shepherd, and also his father was a shepherd. And when David was called out, he was called out from his father's flock. He took care of the father's flock. And so he knew what a shepherd was like. And a shepherd in that day, they lived, literally lived with their sheep. They lived with them. And of course I know a little bit about sheep because I get to uh, watch sheep every single day. Uh, Ricky has 25 or 30 uh, that come right up to my backyard and, uh, and everything. And I, I like watching them. I like to watch them. And then my brother Randall, uh, on the other side of me, he's got sheep, and I watch his sheep and things like that. They're not wool sheep, they're meat sheep is what they are. They don't have all that wool, they're all slim and trim, and people uh, use them. If you've heard of lamb chops, that's where it comes from. So anyway, I know a little bit about sheep, but they are not shepherds. My brothers are not shepherds, because they got fences. And I know for sure that Ricky's got some awesome fences, and so does Randall. You don't want you need to be really careful when you're around them. They'll they'll knock you out. They are electric, uh, and that's how he keeps his sheep under control. He don't have to get out there and live with them. But a shepherd in this Old Testament day, they literally lived with those sheep. They bedded down and slept with them. And there would be such an awesome relationship uh, between that shepherd and the sheep. The sheep were totally dependent on them. They, 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 uh, they were subject to uh, 
they were subject to wild beasts, and they were subject to thieves and that kind of thing uh, in those days, and they knew who their shepherd was. You know, that's an awesome teaching in the Bible about the fact that they knew who their shepherd was. And Jesus taught some really interesting lessons related to that, what a shepherd was like. And of course, uh, the only exception to that, and Jesus talked about it in John chapter 10, that there's an awesome chapter about sheep, relationship with the sheep and our shepherd. And uh, he talks about the sheepfold. And that was a place where uh, they would uh, uh, make some kind of fencing out of rough uh, stuff and things like that. They didn't have fencing like we have today. And they would, the shepherds would come in and bring their sheep and put them in there. And they would put them all together in that sheepfold. They would be all together. And Jesus said the way that worked was that the shepherd would come and call his sheep. Of all them sheep that was in there, when that shepherd came, those sheep would come to the shepherd. They, could, they knew his voice, and they would come to him, and they would follow him. You can't drive sheep, can you, Rick? You can't drive them. You've you got you to gotta try to just hope they go the right direction or whatever. You see, I can't do anything with Ricky's sheep because they don't know me. They run from me. But Ricky gets out there and they about run over him. You know, they, they know him. They know their owner. And so uh, there was this relationship that the shepherd had with his sheep. But in David's day, he actually slept with them. He slept with them. He led them. We're going we're gonna to read about that in this psalm about how a shepherd takes care of of his sheep. Yeah, leads them beside still waters and good grazing and all that kind of stuff. And so that was a unique thing. And David talks about uh, being a shepherd. Now the interesting thing in this is how David, as a shepherd, probably, uh, probably one of the best as a shepherd, could put himself now in the place of his sheep. That's what he did. He put himself there. And uh, he talked, when he said these words, these words come from David under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The Lord is my shepherd. That meant something to him. Now, I mean, it meant something to him uh, personally. And, uh, and what it meant, of course, is that a sheep was totally dependent upon their, uh, upon their shepherd. Now, you know that the Bible teaches this, and if, if it wasn't for Ricky's fences, uh, there's no telling where they'd end up. No telling where they'd end up. I remember one time, a long time ago, Ricky told me, he said, Brother, keep an eye out. Something is messing with my sheep and uh, whatever. And my brother Randall had told me the same thing, that they would, they would get upset or whatever. And so I went out of the out my back door, and probably about 300 yards away was this big coyote. They were down in the valley at the pond. Big coyote watching the sheep. That's what was messing with them, you know, the wild animals, you know, that kind of thing. And I went in and got my deer rifle, and I braced up right real good, and I shot that coyote right through the heart. 
I sure did. I killed him. And uh, he never flinched. He dropped to the ground. And uh, that rifle, by the way, is a 7 millimeter, and uh, it'll reach out there and touch what the, the target is. But anyway, uh, wild animals, and they, they would tend to uh, wonder. In, in, in Luke chapter uh, 15, and you all are familiar with this passage of Scripture, I know, uh, but it says, it says this, uh, beginning in verse 1, Luke chapter 15, Then drew near Him, this is Jesus, all of the publicans and sinners for to hear Him. How many of you know tonight that sinners that are pricked in their hearts, they like to hear the gospel? Now they, they do. They, lo- they love to hear the gospel. They love to hear a witness and, and everything. And of course, I would encourage any Christian that if you, uh, that you learn how to tell when the Holy Spirit is working with someone. That's how to witness. You know, I never have been one to try to drive someone to the Lord. You have to lead someone to the Lord if they're willing to be led. That's how it's supposed to work. And so they come, come to Him... And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man, talking about Jesus, receiveth sinners and eateth with them. Aren't you glad he receiveth sinners? I wouldn't be preaching to you tonight if that weren't true. He receiveth sinners. And he receiveth sinners that know they're sinners. They just know it. You don't, you'll never hear a genuine sinner that the Lord has saved ever boast about being worthy of being saved. You won't hear it. If you hear that, and sometimes I'm going to tell you something, I've heard preachers on, you have to watch preachers on television. I mean, you, I'm, they, they's a bunch of crooks. And I, I was uh, just looking online about a, a preacher, and I found this website that says they, they got caught. And boy, it named a whole bunch of them. I, I, I don't remember who all it was. That they actually, and of course, just about all of them are name it and claim it preachers. That's what they are. And they're, I forget what they're called, word of uh, faith preachers is what they are. And you know what they teach? They teach that if you claim it, your word, God is obligated to honor it. They do. You wouldn't believe some of the things they believe about that. But anyway, uh, he was accused of receiving sinners, and he spake a parable unto them. Now here's the part I want you to, uh, to see. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them... Now let me tell you, a shepherd in David's day, if he lost one, he knew it. He knew them all. If he had a hundred, he knew them all. Uh, he's, he's like... Sue with her four chickens. <laughs> I tell you, I get so tickled at her. She's just got four chickens. But you know what? She's named them. She calls them by name. You'd think a chicken would never be able to recognize the voice of its owner. And you, you, you just have to see it. She talks to them chickens. I heard her one day say, Gertrude, you stop it right now. It was pecking and just uh, mistreating one of the others. And, and you know, they obey her. 
And you know, she reminds me of a shepherd. She'll let them out about once, about once every day she does. Gets close to dark, around 5 o'clock or something like that, because she thinks it's neat how they'll go back to the pen and go in and whoever's the first one up on the roost will start calling the rest of them in. They, she does that. And she will, I've heard her say, okay girls, it's time to go in. It's time to go, come on, come on, let's go. And they, they, they'll follow her wherever she goes. It beats all i ever seen. So don't think animals can't, are not capable of that. I'm sure a chicken's brain is pretty small. But them chickens know her. Now they don't do, they don't have nothing to do with me, but they know her. They know her. She, it's unreal. But anyway, a good shepherd, if he lost a sheep, he'd know it. Even if he had a hundred, he would know it. That's that's the picture of the sheep. And it says, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it. You know what Jesus was teaching. You all know that Jesus claimed to be the great shepherd. I want to tell you something. I think it's awesome. You know who saved people are in the Bible? They're sheep. Over the years I've had a many a person to ask me, say, preacher, who do you think Jesus come to this world to die for? I said, I think exactly what the Bible says. He come to die for the sheep. That's what the Bible says. There's only two kinds of people in this world tonight. There's sheep and there's goats. And you all know what the Bible says about the sheep and the goats. And you can find that in Matthew chapter 25. But he says, that which was lost until he find it. And when he hath found it, he layeth on his shoulder rejoicing. You know, that teaches us something about uh, the Lord's sheep. Sometimes they wonder. Prone to wonder. Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Oh, my prayer is hear my heart. Oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. That's what we sing. And we believe that. As sheep, we sometimes act like sheep. We just really do. And uh, he goes and he doesn't stop. And you know, I, I believe firmly in the perseverance and preservation of every true sheep. I believe that. I know that. I know the Bible teaches that. In other words, he preserves us. He'll take care of us. You say, well, you know, I believe I'm a free character. I'll just slack off if I want to and I'll do whatever I want to do. You know what the Bible teaches about that, don't you? He doesn't let his sheep stray. He may let them stray a little ways, but he won't let them stray very far. He'll get them back however he has to do it because I'm going to tell you all something tonight. The good shepherd loves his sheep. If you're saved tonight, it is because He's loved you with an everlasting love. And the Bible says, therefore, in loving kindness, He has drawn you. And so when He found it, He layeth it on His shoulder. I know all of you have seen that picture. You know, some artist 
painted that picture of the Lord carrying a sheep back to the fold. That's what he does. That's how he works. He does that. And so I've told you this many a time. You know, a lot of times sound doctrine is just good common sense. It's just good common sense. That's all it is. Why would God ever save the person to begin with that he was going to let die and go to hell? Do you think he didn't know it? He did know. He would know that they're going to die and go to hell. And if they, people who claim to be a Christian ever die and go to hell, it's because they never was saved to begin with. That's just a fact. That's a fact. So good doctrine, a lot of times, is just common sense. Lay it on his shoulder, and when he cometh on, he called together his friends and his neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found the sheep which was lost. And ask him to rejoice. And then he says this, and I think this is so neat. I've used this in a many a funeral over the year. He said this, and I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons in their own mind, of course, which need no repentance. A lot of people in this world don't need it in their mind. They don't need it. And he says it many a time in preaching a funeral for someone that I was really sure about what their personal relationship with the Lord was. I've made that remark. And there's another passage that says there's joy when they arrive among the angels. And I can imagine the shock on some poor saved sinner walking with the Lord and the reception that they get when they get to glory. How many of you know tonight the good shepherd loves his sheep? You better know it. And you know something? I didn't even get to I shall not want. But I laid the groundwork for it. Now you remember the things I've shared with you about the shepherd and what that could mean about I shall not want. And I want to tell you this in closing. Uh, I was talking to Sue. We was going along the road, highway, and I was telling her that I was going to uh, preach on that subject. I shall not want. And I asked her, I said, Honey, what do you think that means? I want you to know right out of her little mouth come the facts, the truth, because it was her experience. And then later I said, Honey, tell me again what you said. And she said, Well, I don't remember what I said, so I lost it forever. But I'm going to tell you all one of the most awesome blessings a poor old sheep ever had when he can say, I shall not want. It's going to be wonderful. You don't want to miss it. Father, we thank and praise you for the opportunity we've had to address this awesome psalm again. What a wonderful psalm it is. And we thank you for it. We thank you for inspiring David to pen these words and for him to say things that reflected his own personal walk with his shepherd. We all need a shepherd. We all need a shepherd. People need the Lord. So bless us now as we sing 
disclosing Him. Speak to our hearts in Jesus' name and for His sake we pray. Amen. Now would you stand with me while Rick leads us in a closing number.